Hey church, welcome to the fifth week of our James series. Beyond Sunday, I have Becky Fitch with me. Great job this weekend. Thank you preaching you were in Livermore and your video was in Hayward and Danville right mm-hmm. and then we had Adrian in Walnut live Creek. in Walnut Creek and Billy live in Brentwood and then yeah. we have Kevin Madsen joining us and uh, we our topic um, was the power of words mm-hmm. in James chapter 3 and uh, so we're going to talk a little about what you preached mm-hmm. and uh, some content when you didn't, weren't able to get to and then Kevin's here because he's such a wonderful example of a guy who likes to put his foot in his mouth so <laughs> And um, we're going to talk about that a little bit, which is wonderful. So, <laughs> Or a lot of it. A lot of it, because that's fun. <laughs> that's a lot of fun. Um, do you have any stories of Kevin doing a great job putting his foot in his mouth and uh, just tearing people down with his you words? You know, none that come to mind quickly. Oh, wait. Yeah, there's one. Um, it was like probably... <laughs> no. Um, it was probably... Let's see. I don't know how many. Four or five years ago. No, I guess seven years ago, because Trisha was pregnant with your first Gideon. I'm really curious where this is going. And um, Garrett and I didn't have any kids yet. And so I had never experienced pregnancy before. And I just remember where the we're story just is at going. A, we're at a family dinner and uh, you know, the whole family's there, my in-laws, your in-laws and um, Kevin, I'm sure it was out of nowhere. Like you just brought it up. You're like, oh my gosh, Becky's gonna be so fat when she's pregnant. Okay. <laughs> That's how I remember it happening. <laughs> to be clear, okay, so I'm not going to argue with the the uh, the vibe of what was said because <laughs> that is the vibe of what was said. I believe what I said is uh, Becky seems like the type of you know. As I'm saying it out loud, I don't think there's Doesn't a meaningful difference between what you that. said and what I said. <laughs> you kind of have the body Becky type. Becky seems that like no. the type of person who would yeah. get really fat. Like, when she's look at that. Becky. Can't you imagine her nope. really? F- no. Yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> There's no, there's no way out. I did that. Yeah. And I remember the, I have a very gracious wife, the <laughs> daggers oh, in yeah. her eyes when I said that. It was More than Becky's eyes? It was like, no, Becky. It was so funny Becky laughed. And I also think in the moment when you're the object of that publicly, you're kind of like, <laughs> what's, like, Becky had more of like a, are you new here? Like, do you know how to communicate with other adults type of vibe? Yeah, like, yeah. And Trisha had like a, I'm never going to speak to you again <laughs> type of vibe. Uh-huh. Anyway, I've done I've done stuff. Just earlier today, uh-huh. when I came to say hi to you, I, I walked up to you and I said, "Hey, Dum Dum, how you doing?" Yeah, and I'm like, "Cool." And then this you, is my dad. <laughs> Chris went, "Kevin, I'd like you to meet my dad." <laughs> I was like, "Awesome, that's great." Good times. Oh, oh, that's so great. good. Um, <laughs> so let's jump into James. Um, these are like fascinating twelve verses mm-hmm. um, that James writes for us, and I love how. I mean, it is interesting how he didn't have any application or not very much that's helpful for us besides, yeah. like, here's how you can screw up your life. Yeah, and he's the right, king of application. On. Yeah. But he spends 12 verses talking about something and then doesn't tell you what to do about it. It's a One of the things you didn't get to in it, and I don't know if Adrian or Billy did, mm-hmm. but um, you never got to... You're, the way you spoke about words can tear people down and can cause a fire mm-hmm. um, was more of like when you say something to someone. Mm-hmm. There's also the concept of, of gossip mm-hmm. that he doesn't specifically mention, but I think mm-hmm. it's it's totally throughout. And mm-hmm. I think it's something that we struggle with as well. Mm-hmm. And the whole slow to, slow to listen. No. Slow to quick speak. To slow to listen. speak. Quick to listen. Oh, yeah. Boom. There it is. <laughs> um, so applies to that. Um, mm-hmm. Did you think about gossip as you were prepping or have any material on that around that whole concept oh, yeah. coach us teach us well totally because i think and i alluded to it a little bit like especially in 2019 with technology and social media and all of the avenues we have to communicate both spoken word and written word uh it's so easy to um tear someone down 
to gossip about them when they're not even there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have the ability to, because of social media, to destroy someone's reputation or to destroy someone's self-esteem. And we don't even have to be sitting next to them. Like, mm-hmm. that's a crazy concept that I feel like, I mean, James had it, had that been the case, like social media was a thing back, he would have gone straight to it, I think even even more harshly than he does our spoken word because of how destructive it can be when you don't mm-hmm. even have to look the person in the eye. I think mm-hmm. that's what makes it more destructive because I think that when you, when you have to look in, like we just joked about this, right? Mm-hmm. That stupid thing I said. But looking you in the eye, yeah. as it came out of my mouth and being like, that's not something I should have said. <laughs> and then looking at my wife and, and seeing that, we're like, okay, if you're mad, like with your tolerance for the stupid things I say, like yeah. that one was exceptionally stupid. That is instructive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like you need that sort of negative reinforcement. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to make someone feel that way again. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to feel this way again. And I think that's why uh, social media is even more destructive because you don't, you're not exposed to those negative consequences. Mm-hmm. It just feels good to burn somebody. It makes you feel better. It makes mm-hmm. you feel big to make someone else feel small. And then mm-hmm. you just put your phone down and move on with your day yeah. without seeing the damage. And the, for the most part, you have no idea how that impacted them. Yeah, because also a lot of times that person has a minute to like compose themselves and pretend that sticks and stones can break my bones, but mm-hmm. words can never hurt me. Mm-hmm. And they have their own incentives to not let, you know, never ne- never let them see a sweat, never let them see you cry. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm fine, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah. No negative consequences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt good to say something mean. That person's fine, whatever. Yeah. So guys have a funny dynamic usually because we usually, the way we tease each other is with jokes that cut, mm-hmm. right? And there's like, usually they don't cut deep enough where it's all fun, right? Mm-hmm. And you actually feel the sense of bonding and the sense of connection when they're funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can really cut someone pretty good. But then there's that point where it goes a little bit too deep. Mm-hmm. That's sometimes hard to tell. And guys are never going to like, they're never going to say, oh, that was too deep. Yeah. Yeah. My, my actually, I, I very much enjoy playfully chatting folks. And I also like being made fun of. Uh Uh-huh. And my 30th birthday party was a roast. Yeah. Like that, yes. I was like, we were like, what do you want to do? I'm like, everybody just make fun of me. Mm-hmm. But it was so funny <laughs> because there were, I realized how sort of selfish that was because we got done and I thought it was funny. And almost everyone who participated was like, that was terrible. We can never do that again. <laughs> Even though they weren't getting made fun of, uh-huh. like especially my mom and my wife were just like, my wife was mad at half of my family when we went to bed that night because <laughs> they made fun of me. And I'm like, uh, babe, we a- I asked them to make fun of me. That's funny. That reminds me of I gave the, the best man toast speech at my brother's wedding. Mm. And it, I turned it into a roast. And I thought it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was. it was so funny. And then I found out like years later, there was a bunch of people super mad. Wow. And when I think back at like those were inside jokes between me and him that mm-hmm. I just made public mm-hmm. to like a bunch of people who weren't ready for that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, definitely wasn't my best foot forward with my words for yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, it was still funny. I bet it was. <laughs> to me, it was funny. But, Worth um, it. Yeah. Um, that, this topic also, while you were preaching, um, I was thinking about your husband because we went mm-hmm. on a mission trip together. Mm-hmm. Way back when. Probably 06. Yeah. And um, before he knew you, uh huh, he knew um, me. We were we had he had oh, met at yeah, 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 school, that's right. but that's we weren't right. we hadn't yet dated or talked to me or anything like yeah. that. Yeah. So at the end of the mission trip, we we usually do this when we um, go on a mission trip. Mm-hmm. Is you the group gets together at the very end and you do an affirmation circle. Mm-hmm. And um, so Garrett always has a joke, right? And like it's hard for him it. to sit still <laughs> and be serious at all. Yeah. 
And so he's just he's, like he's the best. He he is, he the, is best. the best. He's making fun of the concept of an affirmation circle yeah. the whole time. <laughs> Fifteen minutes in, he's bawling tears, like tears of joy After because being he's affirmed. been affirmed so words, much. Words of affirmation are his top love language. If there isn't a moment that sums up Garrett better than that, <laughs> oh, it was the best. <laughs> it's like it was the best. Yeah, yeah. They're, but they're so powerful. Yeah, and um, it's for me when I as I was thinking about it, as I was listening to your words it. It made me think how often, like, that's my last thing that comes to my mind is the word of mm -hmm. affirmation, mm -hmm. um, as opposed to I see things that are wrong really quickly. Like, mm -hmm. I can, even in the service, like, mm -hmm. hey, it's part of my job. Yeah. But instead of, like, okay, okay, what is the Holy Spirit saying to me? I'm, like, evaluating, and I'm thinking about, mm -hmm. okay, what, what was wrong? What could we do better? And then I'll take that home, and I'll do the same thing in all aspects of my life. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I remember that affirmation circle because it, it, that was a particularly powerful one. Um, I think cause where everyone was at in life mm -hmm. and, and it was all, it was mostly, um, everyone was Garrett's age. Sean and I were the oldest. We were like the old married couple at that mm -hmm. point. We were 27 probably mm -hmm. back then. And, um, but it, it everyone was kind of like figuring out like, who am I? Where is the direction mm -hmm. of my life going? And I remember that particular affirmation circle was like transformational for four or five people in that group. Mm -hmm. And like, it took an hour and a half mm -hmm. and it literally changed the direction of people's lives. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Garrett actually, <clears throat> he had um, gone to that trip and he was planning on transferring to another school. Um, at the school Garrett and I met at, uh, the athletics program got canceled. He wanted to play basketball. So he, he actually brought the, um, the admissions packet to this new school he was going to go to to Kenya with him and during that trip and it wasn't just the affirmation circle but mm -hmm. a lot of different things that took place in his life where um, it changed the course of his life and he actually left the admissions packet there decided to return to life and a month into that next school year we started dating mm -hmm. and so it like literally yeah through words and leaders words and encouraging words and God's words to him it changed the course of his life mm-hmm which is cool to think about. I think that's like sort of what you're, what you're both saying about the positive power of words. And I, I think you spoke a lot today about the negative power of words, mm -hmm. which is basically all James really talks about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not just like, and they can do good stuff too. It's yeah. kind of like be afraid in a good way. Um, I think the part that landed with me the most um, was when you were basically talking about how uh, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks mm -hmm. and how that's like the reason why it's so hard to tame your tongue is not because it's really hard to deal with the mechanics of your mouth right. or yeah. some physiological mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. It's because it's the clearest indication we have of where our heart is at. Mm -hmm. And it was reminding me of earlier mm -hmm. in the series when we were talking about faith and works, mm -hmm. where it's like the reason that works are important is because they're the clearest indication of where your heart is at. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I think we spend so much time focusing on behavior modification, mm -hmm. and which is just on the surface and it's just, you know, I'm just going to act nicer. I'm going to try harder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that part of the reason why James doesn't wrap a bow on why it's so hard to tame the tongue mm -hmm. is because what it's really about is taming your heart. Mm -hmm. And there's this sort of implicit like, and you know you're not going to be able to do that effectively. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's not like, let me give you five words that all start with P. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of this, you'll be able to tame your tongue. He's like, no, no, this is the struggle of mm -hmm. being human mm -hmm. is trying to reconcile your sinful nature with the Imago Dei that's been placed inside you. And mm -hmm. it's always going to be your struggle. And yeah. one of the, the canary in the coal mine is going to be the words that come out of your mouth. Mm -hmm. And then the flip side of that as well is that 
it's kind of like out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks but it's it seems like what he's implying is also that in taming the tongue it also kind of goes the other way mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like i've had people um give me the advice when i'm going through like spiritual dry spells and they'll just say mm -hmm. just keep going through the motions mm -hmm. and it sounds like so mm -hmm. i don't know almost heretical mm -hmm. like it's okay you're probably not going to feel god do it anyway mm -hmm. and keep going and keep going and then out of that like you you will work your way back into something that feels real mm -hmm. and i think there's something in that with our words too where mm -hmm. it's like just even if even if you feel mm -hmm. the urge to gossip or to just talk crap about somebody or whatever mm -hmm. or just to be angry or whatever mm -hmm. if you can tame that like eventually it like moves down mm -hmm. yeah and then all of a sudden like those urges start to go away mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and i th i don't know i just think the I don't even really think this passage is about taming the tongue. Mm -hmm. I think it's about taming your heart. Your heart yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Why did you choose the word surrender? Your, your first step for us was start with the heart, mm -hmm. which is absolutely true. Mm -hmm. But then you went right into like surrender. Mm -hmm. Why Why did you do that? Well, I know at least for me, like I, I want to control things. I want to control the outcomes. I'm a practical person like you. I look at things with a critical eye mm -hmm. and that's just my natural tendency. And so then I want to fix whatever needs to be changed so that things can be better. And that's not what we can do here. Mm -hmm. um, it has to be a surrender. Like we think that we control our heart. Like we can, I can, I can figure out how to fix my sinfulness. Mm -hmm. And that's not true. Like it all, it starts with surrender. And it's not just a one time I surrender my life to Jesus and pray a prayer and accept him as my Lord and Savior. Like, yes, that time happens, but it's a daily surrendering to God. And I love that Trisha, who led worship in Livermore, read this passage, um, Psalms 139, in Livermore during our time of worship, because in it, David is crying out to God and he says, search me, God, like search me, know me, search my heart the inward parts of my heart and know what's in there and mm -hmm. tell it to me, reveal those things to me so that I can, I can, I can through the power of your Holy Spirit change. Mm -hmm. And I think that real change only comes through that daily surrendering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's for me, um, I love the word surrender, but for me, it's what do I spend my time thinking about, listening to, looking mm -hmm. at? Yeah that I feel like are fill, it fills my heart up with stuff that's gonna, gonna come out through my mm -hmm. mouth. Um, like, and I can even think about the last week and then almost, if I, if I take time to do that, I can then predict how good I'm gonna be with my words mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. based on what I've chosen to spend my time doing or looking at or listening to mm -hmm. or just meditating on. Um, it, it absolutely has an almost an immediate impact on mm -hmm. me or who I hang out with. Like mm -hmm. if I'm hanging out with a certain group of people, mm -hmm. I'll notice my speech even begins to change pretty quickly based on the influence of that group of people. Yeah. And do then vice versa. Do you know who does that all the time is my dad, who my dad, anytime he's with anybody <laughs> who doesn't speak English as their first language, will like accidentally start <laughs> speaking this like, it's not even an, an, an accent. It's just like a weird affected English. Yeah. And I'm like, Dad, who is this for? What's what's going on? It's like slower and louder. No, it's not. It's with like an like a, a impossible to place accent. <laughs> where I'm like, why are you just doing weird intonations right now? Do you think this is helping? But your point, which yeah. I think totally makes a lot of sense, uh -huh. is that what comes out of our mouth is affected by what's coming in, and that's yeah. why I think while we're talking about words, like um, meditating on Jesus's words to and about us, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it probably will have about as 
big of an impact as anything else mm-hmm. on the words that are com- going to come out of our mouth. Like if mm-hmm. I can hear Jesus, mm-hmm. then I, I will probably be speaking Jesus. Mm-hmm. But if I'm far away from that, then I'm just going to be, I'm either, either what's going to come out is going to be stuff that's already in here, which is kind of a crapshoot. Maybe it's good. Maybe it's not. Mm-hmm. Or it's just going to be the stuff that's going, coming in my ears from yeah. the people around me. Mm-hmm. So that's reading the word and reading those words, or it's with the relationships that we have in our lives, mm-hmm. it's being the person who is speaking the words of Jesus over them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not forgetting that, that especially if you're married mm-hmm. or if you have kids, or even if you're just a son or a daughter, like mm-hmm. you have this relationship or a sibling where that's part of your job as a Christ follower is yeah. you're speaking the words of Jesus, you're reminding the words of Jesus, and they're gonna hear it from you in a way that's different than if they just read it yeah. by mm-hmm. themselves, just reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's all over. I mean, John says in the beginning was the word and the word was God mm-hmm. and the word was with God. And it's, I think you can see like creation, the, the creation poem is about speaking. Mm-hmm. Like there's this, this is a theme throughout the Bible that, yeah. that mm-hmm. words are very powerful. And, you know, we talk about how the Bible is God's word. Mm-hmm. Like it's all, mm-hmm. it's all about what comes out of our mouths. Mm-hmm. And I think it's because that's what's in our hearts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can hide it for a while, but eventually mm-hmm. what's in your heart comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you brought up Genesis, the creation story, and how like God spoke creation into existence. God is a speaking God. Mm-hmm. His words have power to create reality. And the cool thing is, is we're made in the image of God. Mm-hmm. And so we are beings who were created to speak and create reality with our words. Amen. And that's why they're so powerful. Yep. Um but we were created to speak those words that bring life. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, you know, our sinful nature, the fall messed with that. And so now we have this tension where we can do both. Like nothing else in, I mean, James gets to it, like nothing else in creation is like that. Like, you, a, 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 you know, a salt water spring doesn't also yeah. give fresh water. Like, yeah. no, we're the only things where there's this paradigm of we can give life and death. We can bring destruction and development. We can bring hurt and we can bring healing. Yep. And the only way that we actually develop that the positive elements of that is is mm-hmm. through surrendering that heart to God. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amen. I thought we could end by having you guys affirm me for a little bit. Like <laughs> this week it'll be short. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so That's awkward. That's a really being, nice shirt. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's all you got. Yeah. Was the shirt. That, that was just the start. I was gonna have um, Kevin go next. <laughs> it is Kevin awkward. Kevin thinks you'd look really fat pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't have that body type. (laughs) So I don't have that frame, Becky. Was that what you said to her? Was it about her frame? And what body type would that be? I don't know. Kevin (laughs) seems to be the expert on it. Don't try to put it back on me, dude. Um, (laughs) It's awkward, like, when someone does want to speak truth over you, Mm -hmm. like, your first instinct. Like, have you ever said no to it because it's uncomfortable? I definitely have. We do this every every birthday in Uh my family from when we were, like, five years old. Mm -hmm. Everybody goes around and, you know, affirms the person. And it's great and it's exhausting yeah. the whole time you're kind of it's, it's hard like, to receive it's kind of like when people are saying happy birthday to you yeah and you don't know like so awkward. do i sing do i, do I, clap? I, do I clap at the end who do i make or? eye contact with do i what? agree with everything everyone says <laughs> yeah. like yeah that i am that I, that's for sure that's true so. well appreciate you guys joining us mm-hmm. and uh we're going to continue on in the book of james next week as we have uh pastor steve ingold is preaching mm-hmm. and uh matt warner as well in danville And uh, we'll be back here for another Beyond Sunday next week. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks.